If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, hello everybody and welcome once again to... Get Rich Quick with Josh and, and Noel. And we are here once again, as always, to get you rich as quickly as possible. And in return, you will tie us 10%. 10% of, of anything you make off our ideas. That's right. And we, in return, will tithe a much smaller percentage of that to our host, Radio Free Brooklyn. Right? Yeah. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything okay with you today, Noel? Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's a good day. It is a good day. It's good to see you today. And good to see you, sir. It's actually daylight out when we're meeting. Yes, it is. Um, And, uh, you know, we, uh, I've been going through a journey recently, Noel. Yeah. As I may have brought up on on several occasions on this show of trying to lose weight, attempting to work on my diet. It's been rough with the holidays. And uh, I broke form once again. I thought I had gotten myself back on track post-holidays, but I got a craving one of the things I've been staying away from is dairy. Yeah. And most, uh, like, well, white wheats, right? I'll eat, uh, you know, I'll eat, like, the multigrain breads yeah, and sure, that sure. kind of stuff. But, you know, staying away from the white stuff that's supposed to be, you know, pure carbohydrates that turn into sugars in your body. So one of the things you got to give up when you're giving up dairy and white wheats would be... Pizza. pizza yeah yeah exactly Ooh. and uh i got a craving for pizza and we are in new york city which as far as i'm concerned is the greatest pizza city in the world mm-hmm. i know you're from chicago and may think differently but you're wrong if you think differently <laughs> and if you think if you think that new york is the greatest then you're absolutely correct um but what i will say is uh it was from the pizza place right across the street from me uh, which is normally terrible pizza, but if you haven't had pizza for five, six months, it's the most delicious pizza you've ever had in your entire life. Um, and uh, I then felt really kind of nauseous afterwards because I had two, maybe maybe three slices. Well, you should know which was a two or three. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with maybe three. Okay. But maybe. I don't want to throw myself under the bus. I feel like pizza should always come in twos, slices. I agree with you. The whole yeah. idea of why it's like, because the first one is like an appetizer. Yeah. And then the second one is the entree. And yeah. it, you really don't really get a full taste of the pizza, really know what that pizza is until you've had that, you're in the middle of that second slice. That's right. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that I did that this week because, strangely enough, our topic today is... Pizza. That's right. And we've done food before. Yeah, we have. And it was one of the very few episodes where we decided you cannot get rich with food. Right. And we're like, but that can't be possible. We can, we've gotten rich with pretty much everything else we've done. So maybe we, my thought was, maybe uh-huh. we just didn't hit it from all the angles. Maybe we didn't have, despite my background in food, didn't have the expertise necessary for getting rich with food. That's right. That's why this week we have brought in an expert, Mr. Sean Taylor. Welcome. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. 
And Sean is an expert because... Because uh, Sean is uh, basically the Pope of pizza. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, you, you have a pizza blog. Yes, I do. And you have Pizza Month. We all have Pizza Month. Well, explain what your Pizza Month is, because I don't think we all do what you do. Well, <laughs> October is National Pizza Month, uh huh. and I celebrate it by eating a slice of pizza at a different pizzeria with at least one guest every day of the month. The purpose of the one guest is what? Just so you have company, or well, so you have feedback? Uh, company <laughs> company uh, is is an important one, but... Uh-huh. Uh, it is nice to corroborate. You're like, this is great, right? You're loving this too. <laughs> it it helps. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, also, uh, pizza is meant to be shared. You know, I don't want to go in and just order a, a pie by myself. Right. It's it's fun to have. Uh, you you know, I can't think of any other food really that you would uh, order. You know, like a chicken sandwich and be like, hey, are you, you eat every other bite or something like that. Right. <laughs> I suppose there are other foods that you could share, like nachos or something. Like yeah, that. but th- it's not the same. There is something about pizza, the idea that you can get a pie and you can have it half everything you like, half everything the other person like, and it is a communal experience. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know, you go to some place like uh, the world-famous John's Pizzeria, and they bring out in, on, the, on the, uh, the levels, they have the different levels, and you get multiple pies leveled out, and it's really, it's, it is. There is, a, there is a communal aspect to pizza that is unlike uh, other certain foods. E- Ethiopian food is Ethi- communal. Yeah, but Ethiopian I, is food. You know what's, I, I actually like Ethiopian food, it kind of skis me though because it's ev- everyone eating with their hands mm-hmm. out of the same thing, so their hands have touched your food. Well, and you rip up the plate, right? right? Yeah, and eat the other food. You rip up a portion of the plate and then you squeeze it. Right, the that's the thing. Your hand shouldn't be touching the food because you have that teff bread, which is the plate that you're you're. If someone is just dipping their hands in it, then no, that's wrong. You need to correct them immediately, <laughs> or just not eat that. Anyway, anyway else. The They're still putting their hands in it. Yeah, you know, the countries that, that, that have that sort of system, they also have a very specific set of rules for how you wipe your ass, too. And that's not the case in this country. Yeah, and, and they're probably better at it. Yeah, well, they're pros. If you eat Ethiopian food and anyone you see with food on their hand, that's because it got in there. <laughs> they didn't do it right. Well, my guess is that it squoes out on their hands. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. That's just a personal hope. All right. You're more optimistic. But if you think about it, Ethiopian food, with the fact that the teff bread is the plate, is kind of, in theory, I guess, kind of like pizza. Right? It's it's a bread. A starch bottom. Right? A starch bottom. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had girlfriends that I've called starch bottom. It didn't go over very well. Um, You have a bread. Yeah. You have a variety of toppings on it. And then you take that bread and you eat the toppings with the bread, right? I mean, that is in 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 a nutshell what pizza is. Sure. Right. Okay. Good. So your website is called Thirty One Days of Pizza, and you only do this on and National Pizza Month, right? The other eleven months are research. Oh, interesting. So, what is your re- is it, is it just it, so? D- tell me what your research is. Eating pizza. Often, but <laughs> sometimes by myself, uh-huh. and uh, sometimes at the same pizzeria. But during October, uh, where I blog about it every day, I stick to uh, 
31 different, at least 31 different places. Right. And, uh, you know, I try to mix up the, the guests as well. Uh-huh. And do you rehash pizza places that you've gone to and you've liked that you haven't reviewed before? Are you like, oh, my God, I love this place. I'm definitely going to be doing this one on 31 Days of Pizza? Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And it's good because if you're eating 31 Days of Pizza in a row, you want it to be good. You know, you want to go with the good places, and yep. especially towards the middle end of the month. Mm-hmm. You definitely want it to be good pizza. Right. And so there are... Uh, do you know how many pizza places there are in New York City in the five boroughs? Well, it's a tough number because so many businesses open and right. fold. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, some people would say that the only pizza places are are the, the slice joints that you can get a slice, whereas some of my favorites are pie places. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that, that idea that it's only a pizza place if you can get a slice. That's absurd. Yeah. The original pizza places in New York weren't slice joints and some of them still aren't john's pizza you can't get a slice at and that's one of the original three or four pizza places in this city patsy's pizza you can't get a slice at yeah totono's which is one of the great pizza places i'm always amazed that you can get a slice at defara's yeah yeah i mean there, there there's a there's a history behind that that uh about the no slices and uh apparently there's some uh, mobster from from Chicago potentially Al Capone. Uh, <laughs> I, this is allegedly. I just read this in the uh, New York uh, Post or something. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it, it, that they he went by to the different pizzeria places and said, um, "You're going to use this cheese." And they if they said yes, then no problem. But if they said no, then they said, "Well, you're not selling it by the slice then." Oh, really? Yeah. And so like people would say, "Well, we no slices, but we are going to use our recipe and our local cheese." Uh, huh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so I, it was an attempt to bust into people's money-making potentials by not allowing them to sell slices, right? Correct. Is that essentially what it would do? It, but yet they still managed to survive and thrive. All the, I mean, you look at all the original guys. Yeah. Well, They're the ones that enough. are still around. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been doing Pizza Month for? Since 2002. Wow. That's, that's impressive. A, that's a good long time. Do you, is it only in New York? I... Travel, uh, I like to make a point to travel, especially, mm-hmm. I, I love New York pizza, and it is my favorite, especially uh, Brooklyn pizza, if I had to generalize. Mm-hmm. It's just, you, it's hard to find a bad slice. In, in Brooklyn. Borough. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I do like to travel, like, uh, for the 10-year anniversary, I, I did go to Italy to wow. see you know, where it was born, did but you- I... In did previous you, years. Sorry, did you go to Naples? I did. Uh-huh. And yep. how was that experience for you? It's great. I mean, one of the weird things is, uh, you know, when I first started, I was sort of just logging pizza. It was kind of like one of those uh, challenge, see if I can eat 31 mm-hmm. days of pizza in a row. And it turns out in New York, that is not very hard at all. <laughs> it's very easy. <laughs> so, uh, but then, you know, after years where people were like, hey, you know, you're the pizza guy. Uh, what do you think of these places? You know, you. Sh-, I was like, well, I don't rate and review them. It became like necessary. People were like, well, "Tell me which one's better," and I was like, "Well, I guess this." So I started, you know, rating and reviewing pizzerias. Mm-hmm. Well, ten years in, uh, I went with my, um, I guess then fiance, uh, to Italy, and I felt weird about rating and reviewing <laughs> the place that birthed pizza. You uh-huh. know, <laughs> so I did. I I logged it, and I loved it. Uh, you can't find bad pizza in Naples either, but right. it, it tends to be the, the Naples style, you know, mm-hmm. big surprise. But, you know, the smaller pies and the... Mm-hmm. Um, Softer crust. Yes, yeah. yeah. Right, and the nice char. 
Yeah, on mm. those uh, wood-fired uh-huh. dome ovens. Yeah, eight and, minutes. And you give out awards. I do. I give out uh, slicey awards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the process of making them uh, for last year's winners for 2015, uh, and they're they're a new look this year. So okay. keep an eye out for your at my favorite pizzerias and hopefully your favorite pizzerias for a slicey award. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spotted one recently. I, I sent you a picture of it uh, at Arturo's. Oh, that place is great. I, I love, love Arturo's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Live jazz, coal-fired brick oven. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. So let me ask you, because I was looking at your website. <clears throat> I was looking at your blogs, and I saw your 2015 winners, and I saw you did a tour of the Midwest in 2015, and I saw the one that you picked as the number one Midwest Slicey Award winner of 2015. And, you know, usually when you read blogs uh, from people who uh, are doing pizza stuff, they tend to be real purists, right? They have a very specific uh, sense of what a pizza should be, right? And then they break it down in terms of the sort of origin story of pizza, whether it's a, 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 a Napolitano style, classic Napolitano style, a New York style, and then, you know, obvious regional differences. But, you know, they don't go crazy. But your number one was a place in Des Moines, Iowa, that has ridiculous topping stuff on it, right? Yes. It's called, it's like a Chinese, an old Chinese restaurant that they sort of refurbed as a pizza place but kept the Chinese name and the Chinese lettering. Yep, Fong's. Right? Fong's, right. <laughs> they do a, a taco pie, right? They do, what was the big one? I can't, suddenly can't remember now, but... but the Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon Ooh. pizza, yeah. I don't know about that. <clears throat> so you clearly are not a purist in any way, shape, or form, right? To be fair, it didn't win for the best of the month. It won for the best of the Midwest. <laughs> well, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the the thing I find is that, uh, especially if you're eating pizza every day of the month, mm-hmm. it's nice to mix it up. Yep. But I also... Um, when I want New York style pizza, well, I'm very lucky. I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to Chicago, I want to try Chicago style pizza. Absolutely, they have the, the thin crust, but they also have the the deep dish. Um, when I'm in Naples, you know, I do like to get the Naples style pizza. Uh-huh. I definitely did not do a thorough job in the Midwest in that I visited like five cities in the Midwest mm-hmm. and ate at one pizzeria at any of those locations. Right. So my only time in Des Moines was was maybe two and a half hours. Uh-huh. Um, and I went to this pizzeria that didn't try to become or to make pizza that was someone else's. Right. They decided to say, hey, you know, this what used to be a Chinese food place. I love pizza. Let's combine these two and create something that kind of uses a little bit of, of Iowa, but also a nice nod in the direction of traditional pizza. And I really admire them for that, for not trying to do something else. There was a pie they had called the o- Iowan. Uh-huh which has um, pulled pork on it, barbecue, and corn. Now, if I were to get that in New York, I would... Uh, well, I wouldn't get that in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless it was a dare or something right. like that. But I just really... You know, I really liked it because it has a... In the Midwest, they, if I had to generalize again, they tend to be known for um, a thin crust mm-hmm. with um, a very topping heavy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not a surprise that Domino's... Um, Little Caesars, Hungry Howie's, um, Pizza Hut—they all were born in and around the Midwest. Right. 
and it's because that the toppings were the important thing. The right. crust was ve- merely a vehicle to get it into your mouth. Yes, clearly based on those examples yes. <laughs> <laughs> that you've you've cited there. Um, so your accent does not sound like someone who comes from a pizza mecca True. of any sort. Um, and so what is your pizza background? Well, I'm a military brat. So that meant that my dad had uh, my family and I moving around quite a bit around the country and then even to Izmir, Turkey. But it means that I don't have a hometown, so it's really difficult when people say, um, where where are you from? I don't really have a good answer for it um, because we moved around so much. But one of the things we did do is wherever we, we went, part of the acclimating um, uh, to the new area was that we would find a pizzeria, a local pizzeria, and frequent it, and it sort of became our uh, like a tradition. Wherever we moved, we went and got good pizza. Um, but therefore, I don't have an accent, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and I've, I've tried it all, all over. And, and when we moved to Turkey is the first time where we tried to find a, a, a local pizzeria and somewhat failed. There was a place called Pizza Hat. Oh. <laughs> not, not yeah. pizza. I mean, I think of pizza. pizza. I think of hats. That made, <laughs> it was hats shaped, and socks. It was shaped just like a Pizza Hut, uh-huh. which you know, to be fair, it kind of looks like a hat yeah, too. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they made pizza a little differently over there, and I was not. And of course, I was in uh, fourth grade, and we were trying to, you know, get used to. We we're already adapting to so many different culture shocks, mm-hmm. you know, with everyone having a mustache and staring at you. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was pretty pretty drastic change already, and then uh, and then to eat the pizza and find out that they don't even have tomato sauce on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you ask for it, then they come back with some ketchup. Wow! And it's not even the good ketchup; it's like the catsup stuff that's all vinegary. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, so growing up though, your your pizza experience was more sort of like local shops, or was it? The Pizza Huts, I mean, you know, franchise. Papa John's franchise stuff. Yeah. So at what point did you decide that pizza, I'm going to become like an expert at pizza. I'm going to give up this idea of, because things like, this, are, this is one of the things that I was interested in. So I have a background in food. I was a chef for many years. I am always intrigued by these ideas of the best of a certain type of food that is clearly a food that people grow up with from childhood, right? Because you can never really tab that. Because the reality is it's based so much on memory and the emotions that go along with it for whatever you know those emotions may be, whether happiness, celebration, whatever, that in the end you're comparing everything to that thing that you had, which if another grown adult go-to may say, that is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. (laughs) But to you, because it's so loaded, it's like, no, you're crazy. It's incredible, right? So you clearly at some point had to make a decision that I am going to learn everything I can about this because I love this product so much. And then I'm going, I'm assuming you have sort of something in your head that to you defines what a good pizza is versus a great pizza versus a crappy pizza in some order, whether it be... I feel like with New York, it's crust, sauce, cheese in that order for me personally. And then toppings is a whole other sort of set of things, and then it's quality of toppings and anything like that. But why don't you tell us what your... You know, that background. Well, I, first of all, totally agree with that uh, layering because... Uh-huh. Yeah, and and uh, and also it doesn't surprise me because 
I'm amazed at people like that are either born and raised or definitely spend a lot more time in New York and like chefs in general, they know this. And I'm picking it up sort of secondhand. Now, my first job in high school in east of Tampa, Florida was at Pizza Hut. Okay. <laughs> but I also worked at Papa John's and uh-huh. Hungry Howie's. And, so and I loved pizza. Right. Were you slinging pie? Yes. Uh, a okay. dough slapper yeah. is what okay. they, they called it in, uh, nice. in Papa John's. I think of a dough slapper as a completely other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but like I, I loved pizza. It was my favorite food, which I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. You know, it's our, it's our favorite food before I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And once I moved to New York, of course I still love the New York slice. You know, you find them everywhere. Right. But then I started doing this, this challenge, this, uh, you know, quest for the 31 days of pizza. And I... And because I involved someone else, I said, I want to go with at least another person. I would say, well, where's your favorite place yeah. to get pizza? Let's you and I go there. And so we would go. I would get to go to some of my friends' favorite. I mean, you already mentioned John's. The mm-hmm. first time I went there was with uh, a, a close friend and a fellow improviser, uh, Kevin Hines and Will Hines. You know, I went there because they said, oh, this is a great coal-fired brick oven pizza place. I had never had coal-fired brick uh-huh. oven pizza. And I had been in New York for a year and a half. Right. Then I went there, and it kind of like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, yep. it, it made me realize that, like, just because you get a slice at a dollar slice in New York doesn't mean you're getting New York pizza. Right. But when you get the good stuff and you go to the places that are recommended, you're going to see that there's a whole new scale. It's a different echelon. Yeah. It's a league up. Yeah. So, okay, so clearly we have the right guy in here to help uh, juice up our get-rich-quick ideas dealing with pizza. Uh, you're unequivocally the pizza pope of New York City, I'm going to say. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to start giving you some ideas that, that we're going to filter through you. Uh, the first one, which almost doesn't even need comment, is if you want to get rich quick with pizza... Just make better pizza other places, right? Because, uh, you know, outside of America, I don't think there's much weight on good pizza to begin with. Even, you know, people can argue about Italy, but that's entirely something different. Um, But, like, New York, Chicago. uh, New Orleans, San Francisco. Okay. New Orleans has good pizza? Well, they have good Food, right? Well, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It just so I happens, like, when they have like a, a couple of places that have like Cajun, right, style pizza. Right. I mean, you take the best of the Cajun, then you put it with a uh, pizza. Man, it's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I got to tell you though, you said, and I and I don't a hundred percent disagree with you, but I will say one of the best slices I've ever had was in Spain. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, pizza, well, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Pizza. But... The, the amazing thing about pizza is it's everywhere. When we were yeah. in Tangier, Morocco. In terms of fast food places, there were tons of pizza places. It was terrible pizza. Sure, there was one place, and they all, and all the pizza places, weirdly enough, had uh, uh, they all push the image of islands and like vacation islands. So there was Hawaii Pizza Shack, there was Haiti Pizza Shack. There were like seven or eight pizza places that all had island names. Mm-hmm. It was very strange, but I'm sorry, continue. Uh, okay, so yeah, and, and in Toronto, you know, large Italian large Italian population, there was one place that had like good pizza. Really? And everyone bought like two for one slices right. and just garbage pizza. So obviously uh 
pizza, it sells itself. It doesn't even have to be good, and people are lining up to buy it. So uh, one of my ideas is how do you juice that even more on something that you don't have to you don't even have to give a quality product and people are still gonna get it. So I came up with a few things. Uh, I, I looked on the internet, I was looking around at, at ideas and I saw uh, there was in Germany and Hungary, there were pizza boxes and they had a picture on them that looked like George Clooney. And people went crazy about these pizza boxes. <laughs> and then I saw uh, a guy that you may want to beat up or something. A guy in New York uh, whose name is Scott Wiener. Scott's Pizza Tours. I would never beat him up. He is the <clears throat> nicest uh, human on the planet. Okay. Well, he also has the world's largest collection of pizza boxes. Guinness record. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I figured, great. Make a box that's going to sell pizzas to people who don't even want pizza, that, that small demographic that that is. But do that. So I came with a few ideas. You can have uh, scratch and win slash lottery ticket pizza boxes. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's some prize they can get uh, w- dealing just with their pizza box. Just from your pizza restaurant. Or are you looking bigger? Like make, do it in conjunction with the lottery. And you could actually, but only on boxes, it's the pizza lotto, and you can win thousands of dollars by scratching winning on the pizza box. Well, I- ideally it would be that, but if we're going to pitch an idea that our listeners could do, right. probably most of them would need to do it for their pizzas, right? Uh, and I don't know what kind of prize you're going to have, Okay, but, but it's got to be something. Uh-huh. Uh, you could also do like, um, you know, think about when you were a kid, and you collected like Star Wars cards, and you know... Back to the Future cards and whatever else, baseball cards and yeah, baseball cards, and they all came with that garbage gum. Yep. Well, if if you're selling garbage pizza, make uh, like Star Wars boxes, collectible <laughs> boxes, and you know things like that, right? Uh, I think maybe though the problem is you have to license things like Star Wars. Maybe the collectible should be great pizza makers from history. Oh, okay. Good. All right, something or, or like something schmar schmarmors, <laughs> or, or, you know, so, something that's going to pe- appeal to the uh-huh. kids. You uh-huh. know, amongst the pizza community, we know those pizza pizzaioli. Of course, you do. Yeah, and and you you would collect pizza boxes that have beautiful likenesses of these great pizzaiolas on them, so yeah. you could take the, the 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 tops off and pin them on your wall, and you could trade them. I would love it. I would love it because some of them are, are are here in New York. I mean, some of them obviously like Raphael Esposito, for, who made it the the first margarita mm-hmm. for Queen Margarita. You know, he's gone, but like you could have a Mark Iacono, Chris Iacono. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there you go. Joe yeah. Riggio. Like you could really have some good. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. G, of course. Yeah, of and, course. And then the other collectible one I thought of, and you, I think for this one you would have to stay on brand. You would have to get some licensing, but it would sell you more pizzas than anything in the world is if you had Pokemon or Magic the Gathering pizza boxes. And instead of playing with cards, you play pizza, pizza boxes. Entire boxes. Go so crazy entire that. boxes. That's brilliant. You could do the entire box. Could you imagine those kids flipping? Like, remember there were the coins that you used to flip and and how they landed? You would It was almost like marbles to a certain degree, but it was flipping coin. That's right. You could do entire pizza boxes flipping. Imagine what these kids' parents would think if their room was just had like 50 or 60 pizza boxes <laughs> just stacked up in their room. No, Mom, you can't throw them away. Yeah. 
so essentially, there's a certain thing of kind of like the pizza Happy Meal, like for the little kids it, at McDonald's. Very you, similar, yeah. You never see that in a pizza place. I think that's you're you're definitely getting rich with that one because I think one thing that the great fast food places always know. And I would just want to put this out there. Hey, Papa John. Hey, Mr. Domino. Hey, Mr. Pizza Hat or Hut. Mm-hmm. Don't take this idea. This isn't for you. No, if you haven't it's not. done it or thought of it already, go F yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys have had your marketing teams in place for a while. If they're not earning their money, fuck them and fuck you. This is for the little guy out there who's looking to make it big, who wants to be the next Pizza Hat, yeah. who wants to be the next Dominums, yeah. who wants to be whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever variation yeah. on a title they want to take. Maybe Middle size Caesars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great, and they, you know, whatever, throw some carrots in there for a little for the health aspect of it. You know, pizza has always been considered the healthiest junk food. I do air quotes sure. with for years, right? It's a vegetable, it's a starch, and it's a a protein. It's a well-rounded diet, right? It's a well-rounded diet unless you eat a shit ton of it. <laughs> You're just, you know, artery clogged fatty. Um. Nice one, Noel. Yeah, thank you very much. That's a good one. What do you think of that? It's great. I mean, uh, what I think about, like, someone collecting uh, um, pizza boxes, I think of a, a lot of college for me. And uh, <laughs> But I didn't have the Magic the Gathering cards. I just right. forgot to throw them out. Right. So there you go. And now you have an excuse. So when a girl comes over and sees all these pizza boxes strewn around your dorm room, and she's like, you're a fucking slob, you're like... No, I'm not. I'm a collector. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you want, you could even make a like playing card size perforation in the middle of the box that you could rip that out, throw the rest of the box away. You could do multiple playing cards on the box. <laughs> I thought that the advent of the uh, uh, pizza of the plate box was kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a. Re- I don't know if you've gotten a pizza from from places that do this, but there is now a box that the top breaks apart, I believe, right? It's the top breaks apart into four separate squares, so you can use that as a paper plate with your pie, so the box isn't just being thrown away. It's actually serving a double use. You're not, they don't have to send paper plates, which a lot of, of places do. They'll send paper plates with their with their things. I'd rather have a scratch and win. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Could you imagine winning a whole pie from yeah. your favorite pizza place? Or even your least favorite pizza place you'd get anyway. I mean, look look at the lines around dollar pizza. That shit is terrible. Yeah, it's garbage. You know, but but people love it because it's a dollar. It's tough to blog about because you can't guarantee that the slice you just ate is going to be anything like the slice <laughs> even that the next guy behind you in line is going to eat. <laughs> I used to think that they they apparently, many of them actually make their own dough, which really surprised me. I always thought that they were buying like Boboli style stuff i saw an interesting piece on that where they interviewed like one of the ceos of one of the 99 cent pizza not two brothers but one of the other ones uh and and a lot of what they do is about just not is about using a smaller space the average prep area for a pizza restaurant for a standard pizzeria in new york the prep cooking area is about 600 square feet they have it set up so that they can do it in a 225 to 250 square foot space. Mm-hmm. So they're saving all that rent money and that's and then it's about volume volume volume. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, about this time, uh we we always have a topic and in that topic we give you ways to make hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars. Uh and we also throw in a little something extra, a little a little tidbit of money knowledge for you 
so that if you're you know short on time, you're on an elevator, you're waiting for a bus, you're on the toilet, you can listen to this, take some action, get some money, come back later, listen to the rest of the episode. So uh, this week, take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Robert Samuel, and I'm the founder and, I guess, CEO of Same Old Line Dudes. It's a professional line-sitting company uh, based in New York City. We've waited in line for Cronuts, for sample sales, Saturday Night Live standby lines, concerts, uh, popular bars, passports. Right now, I'm in line for the iPhone 6 Plus for a customer who hired uh, me for 48 hours. We charge $25 for the first hour and $10 each additional half hour, so a 48-hour wait is $965. On a good, uh, good week, a good month, for instance, I can make up to $1,000 a week just for waiting in line. $1,000 a week for waiting in line. Now, if you're someone like our esteemed guest, Sean, here, who is a blogger, mm -hmm. and you're just sitting outside for 48 hours getting paid, you can also then work on your blog. Yeah. You can do any, especially if you're outside the Apple store, you're just sucking off that Wi-Fi feed, right? <laughs> you can sit there and just go to town doing other stuff. It's, 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 we've always talked about this, passive income. There's nothing more passive than just sitting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm going to take a guess. Uh -huh. That uh, our show three weeks ago mm -hmm. was uh, a gentleman named Joe Bird, who one of the things that he did was he and his brother used to wait in line. Well, at first they used to resell cronuts, buy them, and then sell them to people at the back of the line. And then they barred them from the from the store. So they started getting in line and selling their spot in line. Uh, and I'm and they said that one other person was doing this, and I'm guessing it was this guy. Quite possibly. He's saying he did cronuts. Yeah. And it's just an example of how they had it out for Joe, because it's yeah. nothing illegal about it. Yeah, and this guy's still <clears throat> romping around town. Yeah. I personally think that he's not charging enough for his services. Yeah. He also, what he doesn't mention, and again, I you know cut out because it was a lot of other stuff, but he also has employees who sit with him. Sure. And so they are, you know, as in any situation where you are a... Uh, uh, an employer like this and you're hiring out to private contractors, they're not getting what you're charging an hour. They're getting a percentage of it and you're keeping a percentage of it. So if he's got like three, four guys online waiting 48 hours at 956 bucks a pop, he's making 956 for his time sitting his ass online plus another, say, 956 for the three or four other guys who are sitting out online. So he's making two grand for two days of chilling out on 14th Street. You know, not the best thing to do, but certainly not like the old days where you would get, you know, killed and robbed yeah. and have, you know, junky prostitutes try to pick you up. Yeah. You know, which actually may not be a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I miss that Bring back aspect old New York. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Another sub theme of the show. That's right. Um, yeah. So there you go. Line sitting, Noel. Yeah, I like it. I like it nice. a lot. Nice. Um, so uh, in the ideas that I, I, I mulled through, I gave one for our average listener. I can give one 
for you. Because I do know that even though over the years, I just did some quick math when you said you started doing the blog, you have done 434 restaurants now in your uh, pizza month. In October's alone, right? Uh, you now have a vast library of pizza reviews everything about the place right um and i do know that you are not the wealthiest man in new york as of yet should be though yeah uh so we're gonna see what we can do to try and help you out um thanks so i uh first thing that that really comes to mind is you make an app you make a pizza in new york app right free for downloads and all the tourists that come to new york they download it as they walk around the city bling oh this pizza place is great here's a video clip of myself and this other improviser eating pizza from 2007 or whatever um and as we spoke about in our games episode Mm -hmm. There's a reason that you want to make it a free episode, a free app, and that is when it's free, people download it like mania, mm-hmm. and then you can load it full of garbage that just takes all their data, <laughs> and then you resell that data to, uh, there are data warehousing people that buy your data, resell it to marketers, and uh, and there you go. That That's quite a bit of money. I also came up with one other way. At, at this point, nobody would argue that you are not the preeminent pizza expert in New York City, which then means the world. <laughs> well, it, it would. It okay. Would. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm and, not going to argue you. I'm not going to argue with you. You also live in New York City, which is the media capital of the world, certainly news-type media. So... Uh, my suggestion is you got to get a hook of some sort, whether it's you grow your eyebrows real long or you wear (laughs) a Georgia Whipple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. Or, or you, uh, you wear a crazy suit Uh or whatever it is. You need a hook and then get yourself to be the go-to pizza personality for any time there's a pizza story on CNN, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Fox News, on anywhere. I think you also need to, uh, within that realm, you need to do some kind of crazy pizza thing that's going to get everybody. So first of all, when I think of that, I think of, I don't know if you remember the guy. He used to have infomercials on all the time yep. about uh, uh, getting government grants yeah, for yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. right? So we get you suits made up that have pizzas all over them slices pies whatever right and you are just walking around new york because people are just going to especially if you're in the right places times square fuck elmo fuck elsa from frozen look at this dude in a pizza suit hey what are you doing i'm the pizza guy check out my blog pizza handing out stuff going like this ask me big sign are you interested in pizza ask me about that you're going to be all over the local news at some point. Yeah. Right? You're going to be all over the local news. So we're pushing the blog, right? Right there. Pushing the app right there. And then you become the go-to pizza guy. The guy who 
I don't know how everyone, because I went, I was like, oh, he's a pizza blogger. I didn't remember the name of your pizza blog, but I'm thinking to myself, there can't be that many pizza bloggers in New York City. <laughs> there's a lot. And there's a shit ton of them. And yet the one guy who has kind of stood out is the guy who ate in every pizza joint, just in Manhattan, mind you, mm-hmm. not around, not the five boroughs, because that would take a lifetime, I would imagine, but ate in every pizza joint in New York City in, a, in the course of a year, I believe it was, and then reviewed him. And that guy got press up the gazoo. For no reason other than he ate. It wasn't like his reviews were particularly scintillating. He wasn't like, I mean, I think he was a guy who liked pizza a lot, but this was really more of a challenge he set for himself than anything else. I feel like having read your blog, there's substance there. So people can actually read it and be and feel uh, confident that they are going to get a good slice barring Crab Rangoon. I mean, I guess un- <laughs> un- unless you're in Des Moines, Iowa, and you don't have a lot of options, obviously. But, you know, as you said, you wouldn't necessarily touch that with a 10-foot pole if you were in New York. I'll give you a pass. I'm not going to harp. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you can definitely get I mean, I think media is the way to go with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, another good idea. I have a thought, and this is one thing we've learned on this show. This will lead very nicely into uh, our next segment. Uh, is one thing that always makes something super expensive is making it super luxurious. And by super luxurious, we're talking about draping it in jewelry, mm-hmm. slathering it in gold. Oh yeah, um, uh, having it delivered to you in a Bentley. Sure, serving it off of naked people. Serving it off of naked people, using the just using the most luxurious ingredients. Period. (laughs) So there is a place. There's there's a place called Nino's Bellissimo, which I don't know if you've tried. I don't know if you know the Nino chain of restaurants, but there's a series of of Ninos, and it's like there's Nino's Positano, Nino na 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 na, Nino na 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 na. They all have Nino's name in it. And he opened a pizza place, an upscaler, a more upscale pizza place. And he is the purveyor of what is probably the most expensive pizza pie in the world. Certainly in New York City. I know there's a guy in uh, in Scotland, a pizzaiolo, who's got one that auctioned off for like $4,500 for charity. But it, I think its actual price is, is a bit less than that. It's probably around a thousand bucks or something like that. But Nino's Pizza is a thousand dollars, and it is a pre-baked crust, and then it's slathered in creme fraiche, then like four different types of caviar, uh, poached lobster, uh, and chives. Mm-hmm. Right now, to me, it's a disgusting mishmash of flavors <laughs> that's going to take like taste like a dog's asshole. Yeah, but yet. On a consistent basis, he is selling two to ten of those a week. Oh, wow. Because people just like dumping money down the drain. Sure. They just want to say they did it. Yeah. So I thought, well, and then he's got all the regular pies, right? And that keeps the people coming up. Well, why do that? Why do that? Why not just have a the most exclusive pizzeria in the world? Okay. Every pie is fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> all right slices uh-huh. 
150 to 200 dollars a piece depending on what the toppings are that's great that you'd still sell it by the slice of course you <laughs> would how i mean what is it what is the oh i'm gonna go get a slice want to come how much <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. that guy yeah, it's like nothing people the the amount of new money that likes just throwing it away like it's toilet paper just to impress people yeah i went on I, oh and it's the best slice i ever had you charge more for it people think it tastes amazing yeah whatever and, it may be and uh you know maybe not sean but other people who maybe consider themselves pizza aficionados would be like oh yeah i got a slice of that it was garbage you know <laughs> like they would want to pay the money just uh-huh. to say at least for the slice. Right. I tried um, it. Yeah. I tried it. It was garbage. I prefer, you know, schmuckos on the corner. Right. And you can have it. Go ahead. Well, what? before you uh, said the price tag, I was like, hey, this sounds like a fun thing for the three of us to do on pizza month. <laughs> but once you mentioned the price tag, I was like, all right. Well. Of the thousand dollar pie. Yeah. Although, you know, you have it sounds like you have enough of a reputation at this point. I've heard some stories about you being recognized over some. uh some larger named people with the same name as you. Uh, if you want to regale us with that story, I think it's a really good one. Yeah. Well, my one of my favorite pizzeria is Lucali and Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. But I'm not the only one. There's a performer named Jay Z, who uh, I guess his actual name was Sean. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he was there with his. Uh, actually, it was a uh, man. It was. If it's uh, not Beyonce, it don't... is Beyonce, oh, but okay. it, it was right. Bef- I think it was right before he proposed to her. Oh, it was okay. Like, you know, it was like right before there, but they they were in the the pizza shop and they they were were sitting behind me. But the two people that I was with were just kept whispering across the table, and so I was like, "What are you guys whispering about?" You know, because I didn't know he was. They were right behind me, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they wouldn't tell us because I guess they didn't want to make a scene sure. in the in the pizzeria. But then. Uh, um, as we were getting up to go, um, the the guy, Mark Iacono from uh, Lucali, mm-hmm. uh, said, hey, Sean Taylor. And I, and I hadn't talked to him ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is my favorite pizziolo. And he, uh, you know, he's, he recognizes me. And and as I was talking to him, we, he was like, "What would you think of the pizza?" And I was like, "Man, it's so great! I loved it." And he's like, oh, "I'm a little off my game, you know." <laughs> and I, he's a perfectionist. That's what makes him great. But I was also like, as I as we were having this conversation, this rather loud conversation, uh, I realized in my head, I was like, "Oh, I pieced it together." I was like, "They were whispering because they they told the pizza." the pizzeria owner that like oh this guy blogs and it would make his day if you re- pretend to recognize him and that's oh. why they didn't tell me but i was still enjoying the conversation and so i was like all right i'll see you next time and he said he would hook me up next time so i was like excited for that you know i've never been hooked up before mm-hmm. so uh as we're we're leaving uh the the people who i was sitting with were like did you see who was sitting behind you and I, of course i hadn't and uh and they said it was jay-z and beyonce and i turned around and sure enough there they were and Given where they were seated, this loud conversation I had with the pizziolo took place right over their heads. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> but in a pizzeria with Jay-Z and Beyonce and me, uh, I was the celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> you were the Sean that was picked out. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So with that notoriety, you should, A, be eating free pizza all over the city. I don't see why, because bloggers do this all the time. Food bloggers do this all the time, where they call up restaurants and make it very clear that they're a food blogger with a certain following, and we'd like to come in and basically say, we want to get hooked up, because this happened to us all the time in restaurants that I worked at, and people do it all the time. I bet if you called up Nino's and said, (laughs) hi, my name's Sean, I'm from blah, 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 pizza, I mean, uh, you know, 
31 days of 31 pizza. days of pizza sorry and uh i'm a blogger and I, I have a huge following you can see by my numbers but we want to come in and we want to do the thousand dollar pizza four of them <laughs> it is yeah. a 12 inch pie um <laughs> that that you could probably for the press because he did a ton of press i mean he brought it on the today show he did you know just a video that's on youtube of them making the pie and bringing it to someone sure. and, and and that's why he probably has it on the menu right it's really for the sales it's all it's about that, the sale. advertising but mm. still i think you could do it and you could have it delivered you can deliver it via uber you can deliver it or some very expensive thing you can have a bentley it's the only bentley with the pizza delivery sign on the top you know what i mean we'll get it to you or you could deliver it by drone even we'll get it to you in 15 minutes or less because it's got to be super warm and perfect right uh-huh. so i think getting into the idea of luxury uh-huh that should slide us right into into okay so uh, great you've made all this money You've given us 10%. Uh, you still have a boatload left for yourself. What are you going to do with all that money? You need to go out there. You need to spend it and preferably spend it in a way that shoves it in someone else's face, mm-hmm. makes them feel inferior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you haven't gone out and gotten that money yet, maybe this can be seen as an inspiration to get you off the couch. Get out there making millions. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, we have... These days, there are pills available for pretty much anything. Now you can even get pure gold pills. The retailer states, analogous to our culture's obsession with luxury and consumption, these 24-karat leaf capsules turn your innermost parts into chambers of wealth. Once ingested, the taker's excrement will supposedly have flecks of gold in it due to the shiny pills. Developed by Tobias Wong and J.A.R.K., the capsules measure 20 millimeters long and sell for an astounding $425. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> yeah. can you say about that? Yeah, nothing spells wealth like gold poop. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> which you can take a shit in your gold toilet bowl, yep. which we've discussed, and use your 24 karat gold toilet paper, which we've also had on. Yeah, and you're living, you're 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 living a, a pretty special life. <laughs> you sure that's are. The case. You know, uh, I do have to say, gold pills kind of leads me straight into my final uh, get rich quick scheme, which. Maybe the hardest to execute, but if you can do this, this is the most money of all of them by far. So, you know, if you you look at medications, uh, people are always trying to figure out different ways to administer them, right? There's Nicorette lozenges. There's patches of all sorts of different medications. There's pills. Or there's suppositories. There's all sorts of stuff. People are also trying to figure out how do you get kids to take medicine, right? They're flavored in all sorts of ways. There are uh, older people are trying to figure out how do I keep all my different medications in order? Mm-hmm. Well, use pizza as a medication <laughs> delivery system, right? So for a kid, you could have a very simple pizza that has their medication in the dough or in whatever, mm-hmm. and they eat it, they like it, <laughs> good. For an older person, you could have all their different medications as a different topping. On that pizza. So they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, I take one heart pill, I take two thyroid pills or whatever. It's their toppings. Uh-huh. They eat one piece of pizza a day, and you've got big pharma money coming at you. <laughs> Just a spoonful of pizza makes the medicine go down. That's right. 
And we could also, you know, and as I'm sure some of some people out there have already done, you can also top it with uh, less legal substances as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying mushrooms are mushrooms across the board. Okay. You know? All right. Oregano or marijuana. All right. Done it. Been there. I'm just saying it works. Okay. Um, We're kind of at that point, Noel Dean. Yes, yes, we are. Um, So uh, first off, we'd like to thank Sean. Yeah, thanks. Um, Sean, what do you have to plug? Tell us about all of your things. Load us up. All right. Well, I do blog about pizza. And even though the the pursuit is only in October, I do blog uh, year-round. So 31daysofpizza.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also perform at the Magnet Theater uh, Improv Comedy, and I teach improv comedy. So magnettheater.com. And I maintain their website. So hopefully you like that. <laughs> awesome. And uh, if you uh, oh our contest. Oh, that's right. We're still waiting to hear from you folks. Week three of our contest. <laughs> Week three of the contest. If, uh, if, if you are really out there spending all your time making money, counting money, you don't have time to go to the bathroom, you need a get rich quick with Josh Noel P. Jar. <laughs> that's right. And there are two ways we can do this for you. That's right. The first one is you send us a picture of said P. Jar. That you have created yourself. And we'll send you a sticker. You put it on that PGR. Make it official. And or you send us an idea for a topic, an idea for a rule or multiple rules. If we use it on the show, if we decide we're going to use it on the show, we will send you, and this is one winner only, a custom-made get-rich-quick one-gallon Costco mustard jar PGR. <laughs> Uh, That's right, and finally you'll have the the time you need to make the money you deserve. That's right. So you can send us your photos and your ideas to Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. You can email us at GRQWithJoshAndNoel at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. You can rate us. And review us. Review us. Give Please. us good reviews. Yeah. Rate us. Give us good ratings. Love it. But, you know, if you like the show, you're really helping us out with this. It gets us out to more people. Yeah. I mean, it's really a simple thing on a more serious note. Yeah. If you don't like us, give us a bad <clears throat> review. We yeah. don't care. That's right. We like to see it. At least it's honest. Yeah. We like honesty here. Um, and as always, uh, we end the show with our rules, Noel Deneen. That's right. So every week, we take our schemes. And we just accept them as gold just because we've said them. We hold them up to the toughest standards, rules for getting rich quick that we've culled from the Internet. Uh, what, what do we have this year? Today, this seven week? rules of wealth building and amassing money. That sounds good. So brought to you from Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's uh, judge our schemes. Wealth building rule number one, find a financially compatible spouse. Yes, that spouse is your pizzeria. <laughs> Because one thing about food, I'll tell you, as someone who lived in that industry, you are married to your restaurant. Sure. And you're marrying the crust to the sauce to the cheese. You are. Oh, so many ways to consider ma- marriage yeah. in this situation. Um, wealth building rule number two, recognize that debt is a habit that must be broken. Pizza is a habit that should never be broken. That's right. So I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> well, pizza is pretty, uh, on the whole, cheap way to eat. It is a super you're, you're, way. You're to watching eat. your cheap wallet. You eat yep. a, lot, a lot more slices of pizza. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we're two for two then. Nice one. Nice one to pull that out. Yes, you Dave. Can, as a pizza expert, you can feel free to uh, yeah, opine in. in on any of these rules. Uh, 
wealth building rule number three. Oh, this is going to be pointless. If you don't like where your parents were at your age, do things differently. Open a pizza place. <laughs> Why would you want, you know, your parents' generation was the one that was set up to do better than their parents. Yeah. They were the ones that all went to college. They were the ones, well, if you're our age, I should say, they were the ones that were all made sure they went to college, that got out of the, the grind. Played and all, the game. That's right, played the game. Well, you don't like where they were at your age. No. Fuck that. Open a pizza place. Open a pizza place. <laughs> They did turn me on to pizza, so thank you for that. Yeah, okay. That's right. right. You certainly clearly don't want to be in the Army. Air Force is one. Oh, Air Force. Okay. But But I don't think they take me anymore. I'm too old. Well, exactly. You you don't want to be there at your age. Okay, we got one more. Last one. When you begin a job... Oh no, I'm gonna skip that one. Oh. Because it would really... We'd have to give that a no. Okay, all right. Do something you love and get paid for it. Bingo. Sean, Sean Taylor, perfect Sean Taylor. Ex- shining example, <clears throat> and we're getting you paid for it, young man. That's right. You're going to take our ideas: pizza suit, Times Square, tourists, yeah, news media. You are going to become the next big pizza guy in New York City. Yeah. I promise you that, a- my friend. And as our guest, skip the tithe on this one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're Thanks, we're guys. we're good like that. Yeah, we're good like that. So. uh for Josh and Noel um, and uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador at Instagram. <laughs> uh, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.